is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another week of the Refiner's Fire podcast. This is going to be a great and amazing episode. It's just an episode that we're going to do right after all of our talking and our teaching on the uh, Trinity. It was just something that we kind of broke down just to give you a little bit more understanding of who God is um, and see him through the Trinity with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But this week, we're going to be talking about the, the for some people, I guess, the million-dollar question. Now what? And after you've gained all this information, you know, you have all this all this knowledge about who God is, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, you've received Jesus, you know, as as Lord and Savior of your life. But what do I do now? And that can be very difficult. And for some people, when they first get involved with the church, it can be very um, overwhelming because they just don't know what to do next or how to how to live this life or how to grow in their walk. And so today I'm just going to give you a, a few of my um, thoughts on, you know, what, what you can do uh, to start out as you continue just to grow in this life, uh, not get so hung up on the worries of what happened next. So we're just going to go through those and just, yeah, just give you opportunities just to figure out what to, what to do next. So first and foremost, I would definitely be saying find a local church. That is something that's going to be <laughs> like the main thing on how you learn and grow, like in your walk with faith and your walk with God, is to have the local body church that you go to, that you you know you show up on, you you worship with other believers, you listen to the word from the pastor, um, and you just continue just to grow um, in your knowledge as as you just listen uh, to the teachings uh, throughout the time that you just spend there. But the church is also big because it, it brings in um, the corporate gathering uh, of the body. And God knows definitely that community is a huge thing that we as humans need. So, you know, kind of remember that Adam was originally alone in the garden, you know, outside of God, of course, but Adam by himself. Like there wasn't any other human that was with him at that time. And so what did God do? Well, he created, you know, someone to be with Adam. And we see this in Genesis 2, verse 18, because it says, The Lord uh, God said, It is not for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. So God knew that community was key for man and woman, you know, not just for the sole fact of just being in marriage or reproducing the earth um, like he commanded them to, but overall just to have communion, just to have community, someone to just live with and spend time with. And that is very big when it comes to like spending your your life uh, of faith It's just to have people around you to come alongside you, to just help you uh, throughout your life. It actually says in Hebrews 10, uh, verse 24 through 25, it says, and let us con- Consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day approaching. And so gathering together is a must. But it's not only just applying just a meeting up at, you know, on a church service for, you know, a Sunday or Wednesday, but this also applies for like everyday life. For you finding that local body is to also find people within the church you attend and find community within that church that you can actually, you know, hang out with, whether that's on a daily basis, a weekly basis. You know, it's people you come in contact with, you you start to grow and understand and you get closer to them and they become, you know, those brothers and sisters, those close friends, that community that you really need uh, as a believer, whether new, um, have years of experience, you know, being in the faith or you're, you know, someone who's been in it for a long time. It's always a necessity to have community in your life. And 
for me, it's always kind of just been something that I've also, you know, needed in my life as well, because I've always, you know, kind of seen, um, I was more of the loner when I grew up. I was more of the lone, lone wolf, kind of uh, secluded himself, solitude, all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't until I really kind of got in the church and really found people that I connected with um, that I really finally got community. So community is very big, um, and being in the local body is, is very big. So find you a local church that I would say, you know, get involved in. Um, you know, start start hanging out with some people and get to just know some people in the church. That's definitely how it'll help you just continue to just grow um, because those are the people you're going to call, you're going to talk to, you're going to trust things with, you know, even in the tough and hard things that you'll go throughout life. Like this is something vital to living this life out because it, it opens up so many doors of just friendships and, um, you know, intimacy with your brothers and sisters and just being able just to, to come with one uh, one another and just enjoy life and just live it well. So I would definitely say do that um, for sure. And with that, you know, another thing I would say to do is, you know, get involved in a ministry, you know, that you can you can attend. You know, yes, we have our, our Sunday services, but we also see that there's there's other avenues within the church to meet new people and grow. You know, for some churches, they do weekly Bible studies, you know, getting a getting a Bible study class, you know, read the word with other believers, hear what they say, what they gather from the scripture and what you gather and, you know, kind of just cross reference or or just talk about that. Like it's very, very big and important to, to do that or get hooked up, you know, with the youth ministry that they have. You know, maybe you are someone who just wants to help out. You know, you see that there is an opportunity to, to help out with youth. They need, you know, either, um, you know, hands just to volunteer and that's just something Thing that uh, you can kind of just start helping out with. I wouldn't say step into a leadership role if you're a new believer because you're not going to be able to have um, the necessary um, equipping that you need to teach and, and guide people, uh, especially youth, well. Um, so I would definitely say just hold off on the leadership roles, but maybe, you know, checking people in, holding the door open, you know, maybe helping with the offering and just find something, you know, that, that you can kind of get plugged in with. Or if your church has it, get involved with a college days, young adult ministry. You know, if you're, if you're in that age, I would definitely say, you know, get uh, hooked up with people like that. You know, I've had the opportunity to be involved with two amazing young adult ministries um, in the last two churches that I've been in. And I, I gained a lot of uh, community and, and experience a lot of great things um, spiritually as I, as I grew in my faith and as I continue just to, to grow with one another, you know, with other people that I, I came in contact with and were friends with in these ministries. And so it really does. It really just gives you community. And I still talk to people, you know, today that I met during that time uh, being in both those ministries. So it's, it's people that you get to come in contact with who may be in your age range. That way you can, you know, just um, get hooked up with, you know, you can like I said, hang out and, and chill and figure out, you know, what this life's supposed to look like together. Um, and so there's many different ways and avenues to growing your faith and connecting with people. You just you kind of have to take the time to ask and search to see what that is. And don't be um, afraid if, you know, maybe if your church doesn't have that, going to another church that does. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with going to another church to to be a part of a ministry that your church doesn't have. Like, that's that's not a bad thing. Um, I think sometimes Christians kind of get caught up in, oh, well, I don't, I don't go to that church. So if I go to this church for this thing, I feel like the people at my church are going to be mad. Listen, if, if that's the case, then one, I, I, I love to say it. Well, I, I have to say it. Um, those people at your church are just going to have to get over it. 
um, just because this whole fact that you you need community, and if they don't have the level of community that you're looking for, then of course it's okay to to explore and and to go to other churches to to seek that community. Um, just make sure it's it's a church that you know maybe same same belief as you or or just someone where you can um come in contact with and just have more community around you, you know just uh kind of just seek that out and see what that kind of looks like so don't don't be ashamed or anything to go hang out with other people from another church like that's that's not a red flag you didn't step on anyone's toes like that's that's perfectly fine um but also you know just understanding that community is key and sometimes it's not found um always in our church home which is perfectly fine but I would also, I would definitely say community is huge. Um, one of the other things I would say is when you kind of get in community, you spend time with God with one another, which means you know we're we're called to spend time you know with God. Um, we're called to live a life in community with God. Actually, you know there's an intimate relationship between us and God. So as you kind of grow in community, you grow in community with God as well. You know intimacy with God is a must to grow in your walk with Him. You know, without it, it's like trying to walk without legs. You know, it's it's impossible. You can't do it. So spending time with God is how, how we can become um, more of who God intends us to be, but also to know more about who he is. You know, so spend that intimate time with God, whether that's with believers or just by yourself. Um, I would definitely say uh, get in get in tune with just um, start getting these you know, practices down, these disciplines down, just to help you kind of get a little bit of rapport um, with just uh, being involved, whether that's, like I said, being involved with ministers or, or ministries in your church or just overall, which kind of brings me, you know, if we're going to be spending time with God and figuring out who he is, um, I would definitely say get you a Bible. You know, most of the churches that I that I know um, will sometimes give a Bible to new believers. And that may that may be uh, the case at your church that you you choose. Ask ask for a Bible. Ask, hey, I don't have a Bible. Is there any way that you could give me one? And if not, go out go out and buy one. Um, if you're a new believer, and you don't really know what translation uh, to get. You know, talk to someone. Talk to your pastor. Talk to a, a friend that you trust. Um, and just kind of just ask them, you know, what kind of what kind of Bible should I read? What kind of translation would you would you say? And then play around with it. Actually, if you if you really wanted to, get the U version app. Um, it's it's a Bible app that you can get on your iPhone or Android. Download it, and you can actually go through different translations. Um, as you read, just to see which one you you understand more. Like I, when I first started, I think I started. Um, probably I would say when I really got to reading, it was either the message or like the NLT. Um, and so I read those for a little while and, and then I kind of transitioned over, uh, a little bit to the CSB. I read a little bit of the NIV. So I, I kind of move around, um, uh, to kind of gain understanding, which is fine. If you don't understand something in one, you know, scripture or one translation, look it up in another translation and, and kind of see what's being said. Uh, so definitely cross-reference and definitely, you know, find a Bible that, that is easy for you to comprehend. Um, because the Bible is, you know, the voice of God written on paper. You know, you want to be able to understand his voice and what he's saying. And, you know, one way to do it is to make sure uh, you have something that you can read and comprehend and understand. Um, and it's, it's, it's okay if you have questions. Like, questions are great. So just kind of uh, take that to your heart as well. You know, because his word speaks on things that, that we struggle with, you know, we long for, things about who he is, what he's done, you know, and so much more. So by reading his word, you know, we can see, um, you know, 
how to live this life or what's happened in the past, you know, how have others, you know, gone through things and how have they made it through to the other side, you know, and the, the Bible is a, it's a book of books, you know, it's, it's a testimony of testimonies, you know, it's the power of God and of, of who he is. So it's, it's a clear, you know, testimony of who God is um, by hearing and reading the testimonies of others. So definitely get you a Bible that you can um, understand and read and kind of grow uh, in. And when you get that, you know, being in that Bible study um, group, if you if you can, if you're able to get one, is very big. Um, for some people, I would say find out if they have a men's, you know, uh, group or a women's group that, that also helps kind of just give you a little bit more um, connection to to you know women in the church or uh, men in the church. So I definitely would do that um, if I was a new believer because you know being community is big, being in the Word of God is big, you know, because it helps us learn on how uh, to fight in this life um, because there are times um, where. You know, in this life, you're going to have to fight your your fleshly desires. You know, you're going to have to fight sometimes. You know, uh, other you know principalities. You know, of darkness. Like there's there is an enemy. You know, we we know Jesus is the Son of God, but we know the devil is also real, um, and that he does have agents of darkness. He does have demons that do, you know, come into the world and. Um, wreak havoc, and and sometimes they like to wreak havoc on us, and so we have to learn by spending time in the Word of God and community on how to fight those things. And so by studying, remembering the Word, reading the Word, we can fight those things, um, even our temptations, you know, because we as as human beings, we, we still have sin in our life, and we are tempted at times to sin and, and, you know, do things that we're not supposed to do. And the Word will actually help you learn and grow on how to fight those urges, how to fight that temptation. Um, so God's Word is how, you know, fight battles in tough seasons, it's how we get through the storms of life. You know, it's the bread and water that we need spiritually every day to stay healthy, you know, in our walk with God. Um, but another thing that I would say is, you know, the, the word helps us to minister to others. And I, I personally can't tell you how many times I've had, you know, the word of God come to my mind uh, in times of ministry, whether it's me operating in the gift that God has given me, the calling that God has given me, um, you know, as I just continue just to live my life um, that I'm called to to live the Word of God definitely becomes evident um, when it comes to ministry because we all know, you know, we are not the only ones that God wants to be with. Like God, God's, you know, will is for everyone to be saved. Like it's, it's God's desire for everyone that no man shall perish. Um, so God wants an intimate relationship with all of us. And, and through the Word of God, it gives us the ability to, to minister to people, uh, to others, so that they you know can receive salvation and right standing with God, so they can have a relationship with Him. And the Word gives us the ability to minister and, and reach other people by encouragement, teaching, preaching, you know, and etc. Um, the scripture that comes to my mind when it comes to when it comes to that is you know Second Timothy three, sixteen through seventeen. You know, it says all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You know, for every good work is huge because every good work is sharing the gospel, loving on people, discipling others, teaching people. You know, it's it's, it's being the hands and feet of Jesus. 
Um, but I would encourage you, you know, definitely get in the Word, read the Word, and when it comes time where where you get to start ministering to people, whether you know you're you're stepping into a, a leadership role, you know, later down the line in your life, or if it's just um, you sh- you seeing something in the Bible and then just sharing a word of encouragement for someone, and you see they're going through a tough season, but you remember the story, you remember this verse, and you can share it with them. That gives them the encouragement to continue to believe and trust in God. Um, so the word is used definitely um, not just for ourselves, but for others as well. And when you really kind of look at what Jesus says in um, the Mount, uh, the Sermon on the Mount, it talks about you know when you when you pray to God, you know pray like this, you know Heavenly Father, you know um, give us today our daily bread. Well, that day of the bread is 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 definitely you know something um, that we receive, but sometimes God lovingly wants us to not just hoard the bread to ourselves, um, but to also to be someone who breaks bread and shares bread and gives in you know gives the word, gives the encouragement. Um, we give Jesus and just uh, minister to others. So I would definitely say. Um, you know, take the time to read the word and let it let it mold you, so you can eventually help people um, in this life. But another thing that I would probably you know say that to encourage you to do um, would all would also learn on how to you know develop a little bit of a prayer life. You know, spend time. Um, in prayer, spend time in worship, you know, just stop and, and listen to them. You know, maybe that means going on a walk, taking a ride in your car, um, and, you know, allow time to be spent with God, you know, let it, let it just be something that you focus on in that moment, just to, just to be with God, just to spend time with God, um, and grow with God. You know, I can remember a time where I was actually just sitting outside and I was just caught in the allness of God and his ability to create nature, that was around me because it's it, it, sometimes you just get caught up so much in the moment with everything around you. You forget to, to just be still long enough just to see how good he is um, and how, how powerful he is, how mighty he is. You know, the, the creation, everything that's around us was created by him. And, you know, it's just it's a blessing to see. And sometimes, you know, uh I wouldn't have been able to see that, you know, and other times I wouldn't have been able to have seen that if I wouldn't have taken the time to stop, um, relax, settle down, and um, kind of just slow down, allow myself to spend time with him. But we can also see that with that, your ability on hearing him grows exponentially. Because then you'll get to to begin to feel his presence. You know, you'll you'll gain understanding. You know, the the knowledge and wisdom so much more um, after that. But it's it's developing the ability to just spend time with him and hear him and feel him. Because I guarantee you, the more that you live this life, feeling well, you don't want to really put your full face in 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 the uh, feeling of his presence um it is great to feel his presence and, and it's great to, to uh, spend time in his presence um and that will definitely help you later on in life with ministry but also just understanding that hearing his voice is uh, a necessity to live this life like you can't you can't live this life without spending time with god and hearing his voice and allowing his presence to minister to you because that's how we grow that's how we do ministry that's how we do this life overall it's just by spending time with god and allowing his voice and presence to be made known in our lives so we can make it known in others um, and so that's the way we can have encounters you know with god and like i said that's that's for your whole entire life um 
you know, it's it's when you accept Jesus like and spend time with him, everything else like, you know, serving, ministry, growth that stems from that, stems from that intimate time um, with God. But going into the whole, you know, prayer thing um, is, is very powerful and very big. Now, I, I want to put a little bit of a, a disclaimer right here. I'm not saying all this, um, all in this episode for you to have to do perfectly right off the bat. Like first and foremost, you're never going to do it perfectly. And, um, for those who are perfectionists, like it, I'm just going to have to break it to you. Like you're not going to do these things perfect all the time. Like we are not perfect beings by no means. And, and sometimes it's not necessarily that we're always involved with certain things. You know, for me, I I listen to a lot of worship music, um, and, and I, and I pray, um, sometimes when I, when I get the opportunity just to really sit and listen and allow God to lead me in prayer. Um, but I listen to worship music all the time and I love, I love worshiping and, uh, just spending time with him in that, in that realm, in that way. And so sometimes like you may get to a season where you're just, you're mainly doing like one thing. Now definitely try to be in his word daily. Um, you know, I would definitely say try to make it a practice to, to do them daily. But if you don't get to them every single day, don't beat yourself up uh, because I don't want you to get so focused that you, may, that you make it feel like it has to be an obligation that you do it to the point to where it becomes more work based in, intimacy than just actual just intimacy because work based uh, intimacy is, is done out of the flesh. It's done out of striving and we don't strive to be close to God. We just spend time with him it's intimacy based it's close it's connected um so she is something that we should want to do it's a desire um and then feeling that we want to you know spend more time with them and if you don't in some areas than other um just ask him you know lord is this is this the time where i just do i need to give me a heart for you know spending more time in your word if that's if that's what you need which i like i said i would definitely be in his word every day um because it's essential it's essential being in his word every single day if there's anything I would tell you, do more um, than anything is being being His Word. Um, that's not the hyper focus, you know, just on the Word of God. You know, praying and and worshiping are very big as well um, because they have their own avenues of activation in, in our faith as well. But being His Word because that's where you get to see who He is. That's where you get to learn um, more and more about Him, and it just really just helps you line up in your life and. Um, helps you resonate uh, at times with with people in Scripture, or the Scripture resonates with you in a season. So definitely spend time in His Word. But prayer is big. Um, prayer is powerful. Like I said, it's it's kind of how we come together and, and talk to God. You know, prayer is prayer is the conversation that we have with God. I think so many people sometimes think um, because I guess maybe people have just taught people uh, wrong that prayer is like a transaction where we go to God and ask him for things. And then it's his job to, to pay it forward and give it to us. And that's, that's not how it is. God, God, prayer is not a transaction. Prayer is like I said, it's intimacy. It's an encounter. It's, it's spending time with him. You know, prayer is what we do, you know, to talk to God um, yes, we we ask for His help at, at times of prayer, whether that's for ourselves or someone else. But prayer prayer is a powerful tool that has the ability, pretty much, to do whatever it wants. Like God isn't bound by time or us or anything else, um, so it can do whatever it's want, whatever it wants. And and prayer is powerful. Um, it is super powerful. 
Uh, it, it goes beyond uh, what we can probably ever think or, or, or imagine or comprehend because it just is not bound by anything. It's, it's this, the power of God being displayed, um, you know, when it when God is activating uh, within the prayer. Um, so I would definitely say practice prayer with God. You know, you should be talking to him. Um, we can seek God out and ask him for his help during that time and, and learn on how to hear from him. Um, because prayer is not just something that you have, you know, to have all the right words for. I think sometimes that's another thing that early Christians or, or Christians overall sometimes get, oh, I'm not, am I not saying the right thing? And I'm not asking the right thing. And do I have the right words? And really it's just about you just being honest. God doesn't need you or wants you to to be perfect in it. Like he just wants you to come as you are, speak to him about the things you need, talk to him, listen to him, and and just spend time with him. Um, I think so many times we put so much stress and so much weight on our shoulders because we feel like we have to have this perfectionist um, mindset or this perfectionist, you know, uh, living out. And that probably comes from a lot of, you know, Western society, but there's, there, yeah, you don't need to be perfect for God (laughs) One, you're never going to, but you don't have to have all the right words, um, because the right words are just time spent with God. And so just be honest with him, just talk to him, ask what you need. He'll listen, he'll respond to you. Um, but like I said, your know, prayer is not just also just about talking God. Prayer is also where we listen to God as well, because um, it's like having a conversation. You know, if you if you were just talking to someone and you just talked and talked and talked the whole entire time and never gave them an opportunity to speak, then you wouldn't really know what they had to say about anything. You know, if you were talking about a, a subject or something and talked and talked and never gave them uh, the opportunity to input their their advice or their way of seeing it, then you would never know it. Same is true when it comes to prayer and talking to God. If we don't take the time to slow down and give God the ability just to speak to us, then we're going to miss out on on so much. Like, I can't tell you how many times I have had to just sit in quiet and just wait and just listen and just grow um, in my walk with God. And yes, it takes time and, and, and it's going to be a little frustrating. I, I'm, I'm not going to hold, you know, I'm not going to pull my punches, um, you know, just to keep you, um, you know, in a, in a position where you're not fearful, but it's, it's sometimes hard. Like, uh, I would be lying if I said it. it's always easy. Um, when it comes to that, when you first start trying to learn on how to hear God's voice, especially through, you know, the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding, um, it's a little frustrating, a little hard, but if you keep to it, you'll definitely grow in it. Um, you'll definitely learn to know on how he speaks and when he speaks. And God speaks in many different ways, you know, through signs, visions, dreams. He'll he'll speak to you in your spirit. Like it, it, it becomes such a such a reality. And the more you grow in it, the more you'll understand it. So definitely even, you know, ask questions. I would ask, you know, people with that, you know, if you get involved with a group or even your pastor, like, how do you hear God? Um, and maybe look that up too. You can look up sermons or, or things. Uh, I know there's books out there that talks about hearing the voice of God. So, you know, definitely, definitely spend some time just, just trying to gain your understanding of what that looks like. Um, but prayer, I would say, you know, sitting in quiet, talking to him, is definitely like the number one way on how you learn on how to hear from God. Um, so definitely 100% would say that. Another thing I would definitely mention is, is worship. 
you know, putting on worship music, taking the time to worship him, because worship is also powerful. You know, worship is where we go to give him praise and exalt his name. And it's where we partake in heaven and worship him. You know, it's something that gives him pleasure because because he deserves the glory. Like God deserves to be praised for what he has done. You know, he didn't have to have us in this world. It, it, It wasn't a necessity. But God chose to have us in this world. God chose to create us. God, God still chooses to, to welcome us in his kingdom. Um, so God deserves to be praised. You know, worship is, is, is an intimate time where we put our focus on him. And it reminds us of who he is and what he is capable of. Um, you know, I, I, I saw something recently where I think it was Stephanie Gretzinger was talking about how, you know, we, we sometimes forget that worship isn't about us. It's about God. And I would definitely say um, if you ever get to the point to where you feel like, oh, you have to go to worship to feel better or, or, or you know, to, to just, I don't know, just kind of get to a point to where it's self-satisfaction um, for you and just for you to experience things, be very careful with that because you don't want to get to a point to where you make worship more about you than it is about God. Because worship, first and foremost, um, is for God. But worship is also something that God lets us partake in um, for our good as well because times we need it in order, you know, sometimes to fight battles, you know, to, to be encouraged to overcome things. You know, worship changes the atmosphere and it changes on how you interact with situations at times. We actually can see this happen in Paul and Silas's life. You know, the testimonies of what happened when when you worship and praise God in the midst of trials. You know, Paul and Silas were were arrested. They were thrown in prison and they started just worshiping God. At, at one point, they just were like, let's just worship God. And they started worshiping and singing praise and exalting him. And then next thing you know, the foundation began to shake and the prison doors flung wide. And, you know, they were they were free. Um, and then, you know, that's a beautiful story. We're seeing how, you know, worship is, is something that changes the atmosphere when it's focused on God. I want to, want to key that up again. Um, worship is powerful when it's focused on God and we receive what he is saying and who he is and what he can do, not about what we gain. Um, it's about, it's about God. It's about Jesus. It's about the Holy Spirit. It's about the Father. It's about them all. Um, don't I don't want you to ever get focused on worship as about us because it's not it's it's fully on God and it's something that we get to do with God intimately um, for our relationship and so that we can grow closer to Him. So I would definitely say um, change up your music. You know whatever music you have now. Um, the more you grow, the more you'll see that the, some of the music you listen to is just, it doesn't it doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't bring you any sex, any satisfaction or fulfillment. It doesn't give you an encouragement. It doesn't do anything. You know, some a lot of time music that we kind of listen to actually brings us down or makes us depressed or angry, and it, it, it can place attachments on you um, if you're not careful, depending on what you dive into. Um, so I would definitely say look for alternatives. You know, I know there's alternative, uh, you know, country, you know, Christian country out there. There's alternatives of Christian rock or Christian rap. Um, a lot of people are just really starting to to explore, um, you know, these these realms with Christianity to really just you know give people opportunities. Like they love the style of this music, um, but they want to do it in order to glorify God. So you can definitely find artists out there that are that are in you know the the type of styles that you like music that are christian that that preach the word of god that that sing and worship um who he is so definitely would say um 
change up your worship music and, and just allow worship to become something that's um, in your daily life. Because I promise you, y'all, it makes a big difference. Like I don't, I don't listen to anything majority of the time, 95% of the time. If I have any type of music on, it is worship music in some way, shape or form, <laughs> whether it's skillet, you know, playing rock or whether it's, you know, people like KB or Holby and, you know, the rap industry, or, you know, it's um, just like your normal, you know, elevation or Red Rocks worship, you know, I, I, I just have a range of it, but either way, you know, I have, worship on that's glorifying God um, and and testimonies uh, are testifying of who he is. So definitely, I would say, switch up your music um, and get a regular base of filling the atmosphere of worship because it changes your atmospheres. Um, and a lot of times it can change the way you see situations. So definitely would say do that. And then really and honestly, lastly, I would probably say that, you know, when it comes to being involved in the local body and just overall, um, serving is a very big thing that I think we can do to help um, move along um, our walk in faith because serving is something that Jesus did himself. You know, Jesus said, I didn't come into the world to be served, but to serve. And so being a servant is a part of our a part of our mission. It's a part of our calling. It's a part of who we are. It's our DNA as as Christ followers to serve. You know, serving is definitely something God calls us to um, when we accept Jesus into our heart. And sure, serving should be something that is done out of the heart and spirit. Um, because I think sometimes we we can serve out of obligation, kind of like I said earlier. Don't don't do things out of obligation. Um, do things the the right way and, and, and with the right um, heart posture. You know what's what's the driving force? Why do you do what you do? Make sure you're doing it uh, for the right reason to to serve others and to make Jesus known. Um, not to make yourself stand out there or you know grow your ego or pride or anything, but to humbly love on others and serve them um, without any selfish ambitions. Um, because we want to serve the right people with the right heart. And everyone that we serve is the right people. So anytime we serve, we're serving the right people um, that we're called to serve. So if you are going to serve, make sure it is out of uh, a heart that wants to serve and and to serve, you know, the right the right way. Um, because serving is is a it really will um, give you encouragement and, and excitement and a joy. Um, it really fills you up. I, I've been able to serve in in many different ways, and when you finally, you know, I guess find that one that that one that God has called you to, um, and to just to serve and volunteer with and, and be involved with ministry wise, when you serve in that area, when you partake in that area, you can't help but to just smile and be joyful. Like you can't help just to, just to be excited because you're you're getting to do what you love because God's put that love in you to to serve these people or to serve this way or to do these things, and you know sometimes I think so many Christians get stuck in you know the places that they they shouldn't be because they do things that they don't want to do or because they don't have uh, the heart in it and they're unhappy in their roles and their unhappiness actually shows because if, if you're volunteering in a in an area that you don't like or you don't love um, you know I would say maybe maybe not volunteer in it 
you know, unless it's something like, oh, we're really, really shorthand and we just, and we really need people, you know, in, in a situation like that, yeah, if, you, if you're going to be the person to say, yeah, you know, I'll do it, you know, stick with it, um, even if it's aggravating and irritating, because, you know, by you serving and helping the church, it, it kind of helps, um, helps them out a little bit. Uh, and at that point in time where, where they're good enough, where they don't really need that many people, you know, uh, helping anymore, then you can kind of, you know, take your step away and find out what God um, has in store for you or or what you want to serve into next. So definitely make sure you have a heart posture um, that's correct. Um, Don't do anything you're going to hate, but do something you're going to love. Now, with the whole serving thing, um, I would definitely say start off small if you need. Um, There's no need to jump the gun first chance you get. Um, sometimes it's, it's better to, to kind of slowly step into it. It's kind of like putting your big toe, um, in the water, um, you know, get that imagery where you're testing in the waters, you know, you're, you're trying to just take it kind of slow. Um, you know, so maybe just start making coffee, uh, opening a door, being an usher, welcoming people in. Um, you know, if you feel like you can kind of help out with, with kids or with youth or, you know, any, anything else, then, then definitely kind of just take that time, um, just to kind of get involved with it. And, and some of you may jump directly into it just because you may already have some tools, um, and some knowledge in it, you know, maybe through worship or production or, you know, something else, you may already have a little bit of, of knowledge and wisdom in that. And so you could probably start stepping into that. Um, definitely be careful to make sure you're doing it at a pace that doesn't burn you out because sometimes we can put too much on our plate and our eyes, our spiritual eyes can get bigger than our spiritual stomach. And we, we put too much on our plate and we, we cause backlash and, um, and bloatedness because we're trying to, to consume all these things and do all these things. And yet we don't have the capacity to do it. So be very careful with that. Um, don't get in a point to where you, where you overwhelm yourself, um, uh, with service. Um, but make sure, you know, if you do serve and it's something that you love to do, um, make sure it's definitely service to the church and, and service to the Lord. Because that's what matters, you know. Uh, serving doesn't have to be um, something crazy, you know. Just just taking the time to serve others and serve the Lord um, helps serve the body. And you don't always have to to serve, you know, necessarily in the church or or, or in a body in a way. You know, service to the Lord could just be hitting up a soup kitchen, you know, joining a, a trash pickup team, getting hooked up with local missionaries or, or ministries and just taking time to just be involved with with other people. Um, you know, I don't I don't want you to ever feel like ministry can only be stuck within the four walls of the church. That's not the case. Ministry is supposed to be outside of the four walls of the church um, more than anything, because it's 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 us going out into the world and preaching the gospel and showing people the love uh, of Jesus. Um, so don't think necessarily that that your serving has to only be done in the church. You know, if you're doing it in a way that glorifies God and helps other people, um, God definitely looks on it and and is proud uh, of you for taking you know that step. In in it. Um, and even Colossians, you know, 317 talks about, you know, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So in the midst of your serving, you know, just understand like it doesn't always have to be within the church as long as you're, you know, partaking in the right thing. In the midst of your serving, you know, let it be something you love um, and that you do it for the glory of God because serving others is serving God. 
um, because it just gives us the ability just to love on them uh, the way that God has called us to. Um, so let your heart be done for the Lord and let it be done for the kingdom of God. And, you know, let your servitude bring uh, praise and glory to God. Um, the scripture that, I, that comes to my mind and, and that sentence right there is talking about, you know, let your good deeds be done before others so that they may give uh, glory to God your Father. Um, and done, and when you when you're doing those in front of others, like when you're when you're doing that, don't do it in a way where it's like hyper focusing on you. Because if you take God out of the situation, they're only going to see you, and they're not going to give God the glory. They're going to try to give you the glory. And no disrespect, we don't deserve glory in that aspect because it's not us. Like we are no one who can boast. Like we can't boast before before God. You know, let your light shine before man. Um, so that they may see your good work and give glory to your Father in heaven because of who he is. And you're only doing the work because of his spirit in you, because of the desire and love that you have for that thing that you're volunteering in or you're serving in. So definitely make sure your heart posture is is correctly in that um, as you continue just to spend time and servitude with that. But with that, I think that's that's just some of the tips, some of the things I would say get involved with um, and, and you know take your time to, to start growing in and don't, don't think that it's going to happen overnight. I don't want you to get stressed out and think, oh, this all have to this all has to happen quick it, it doesn't have to go crazy quick I'm, I'm telling you take your time with this allow the lord to spend time with you and mold you and shape you and you take the time to to get to grow more and more like rome wasn't built in a day it wasn't built overnight you know a plant doesn't produce and you know come from a seed to a full you know pl- uh, plant that's ready to produce fruit overnight it, it takes time so let it take time don't don't get frustrated keep your keep your eyes up keep moving stay encouraged and just let it build up over time and the more you spend time in it um, and, and do it the the easier it'll get the more fruit you'll see from it um, and the closer and more intimate you'll you'll feel with God. So definitely, definitely be encouraged uh, by that. But yeah, that's what I have for this week's episode. Um, super excited just to see what God is going to be doing um, more and more as we continue just to keep going and keep keep pushing out episodes and content just to, to help you and, and help others just to learn on how to live this life and how to walk out this faith and, and keep moving. Um, so yeah, I'm super, super glad that you were able to stop in today. Um, I, I, like I said last week, um, I'm, I'm here for anyone. If anyone ever wants to reach out, asking questions or anything, you're more than happy uh, to reach out to me on Instagram. I'll, I'll put the link to, uh, or I'll put the um, the profile name back in the in the description. And if you do feel um, like you've enjoyed this and it's something that you want to keep uh, keep coming back to, um, I do have an opportunity for you to donate, which does help me, um, you know, keep keep doing this full time, um, just to continue just to, to pour into people and keep making content because um, it does cost time and money. Um, so if you do feel led, if you are in support of this podcast, I will shoot the uh, the um, profile for the PayPal in the description as well for you to give as well um but yeah share this uh episode with someone who who you know may need some encouragement or, or maybe just new in their faith and yeah just let it be used as a as a ministry tool just to grow uh, other people as we keep living this life um but i'm so grateful to, to have y'all around and the continued support that i have from you um it means a lot so i appreciate it be blessed can't wait to see you in the next one